Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back. It is Hardline here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Joe Beamer with you for only 50 more minutes. And then Meet the Press will take over at noon. You heard from Mayor Byron Brown. Well, we are talking to both of his opponents this hour, starting with LaCandice Durham. LaCandice, good morning. Good morning. Now, let me ask you, uh, what was it that made you want to run for mayor of Buffalo? Yes, I'm a 311 complaint clerk for the city of Buffalo. I listen to all the complaints in the city of Buffalo. Many of the calls resonated in my heart. God put it on my heart to run, and I am in this race. And let me ask you, what is the mo- what's the number one complaint you, you think you would address at, as soon as you took office? Infrastructure, the roads. Those, are, those have been the biggest complaints lately is the roads, the potholes. So I would love to see the roads get repaired first. Speaking of infrastructure, what do you think of the uh, the moves the current mayor has made uh, with reopening Main Street? Do you think that was a good use of the money, or do you see other places that probably should be addressed first? Yes, other neighborhoods should be addressed first, especially, you know what, especially on the east side of Buffalo. The roads are horrendous. Now, also looking at, you know, a a big thing in all elections this year around the country is police reform. I asked this question of the mayor earlier uh, about the reform done to the B to the BPD. And does he see room for more reform? So I will ask you the same question. What are your thoughts on what the current mayor has done with the Buffalo Police Department? And where do you see room for improvement? Yes, the mayor, I think he is trying even working on a reform but we do need more reform i have no plans on defunding the police what i would love to see is more community policing i would love to see more interaction with the residents and the buffalo police i would love to see more training i would love to also see education being brought back you know i do believe 60 credits will be beneficial to the training of the Buffalo police officers. I will also like to see reform in central booking. They do not have a nurse down there. If something was to happen to one of the detainees down there, there is no one there to able to proper, you know, to administer the proper care. So I would love to see the police department reform. Yes, but I will not take money away from the Buffalo Police Department. There is room for improvement. Yes, it is. 
Uh, your uh, your other opponent, uh, opponent, India Walton, who is joining us next, uh, it, she says that there are certain cases that uh, police officers shouldn't be the ones called on. They should be more of a mental health officers. Do you agree with her on that? Or do you think that, hey, if I call 911, if I call the police, no matter what, an officer should be present? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Officers should be present at all times. You know, I understand police officers shouldn't be on a scene. I mean, they should be on a scene on every call. Yes, I would like to see more mental health calls placed with mental health counselors, maybe to have mental health counselors paired off with the police officers. I would like to see that as well. But to take police officers out, of out, no, I, can't, I cannot see that happening. Another thing talked about much with uh, the city of Buffalo are the public schools, are the education in the city. Uh, where do you see room for improvement there, and what would be your move as mayor? I would love to see more vocational trade brought back to the city of Buffalo. In the 1990s, Buffalo Public School had a program called BVTC. The young people, look, they look forward to those programs, you know. College is not for everyone. I would love to also see more early childhood programs brought back to the city of Buffalo. The pandemic, you know, set our children back a whole lot. And it starts as early as our preschool kids. So more preschooling in the Buffalo Public School will be very beneficial to our youth at the moment and moving forward. Uh, another thing, you know, we're coming out of a pandemic over 15 months. Uh, the un- the employment situation right now seems to be recovering, uh, you know, but you look downtown, you still have businesses that have not reopened, uh, especially uh, by the arena, by the Harbor Center. Uh, as mayor, what would be your uh, what would be your move to get employment back to where it was pre-pandemic or even better? Yes, I will continue working with the state and federal government to make sure all small businesses can reopen and, you know, get get the revenue, gain the revenue that they lost, you know. So I will continue working with the state and federal government to make sure small businesses, you know, get the funding and a grant that is available to them. Uh, speaking of unemployment, what goes with uh, lack of employment is also affordable housing. What is your plan to address that? Yes, the city of Buffalo has many vacant lots. One of my biggest goals is to turn these vacant lots into affordable homes. I would love to see residents owning their own homes. I'm not a big fan of multiple townhouses in in, in the city of Buffalo. I want our residents to be able to take pride where they live and investing in affordable homes in the city of Buffalo will also, you know, keep city employees in the city of Buffalo as well. We all want city employees to live in the city of Buffalo. We also have to give them something as well, a reason for them to want to live in the city of Buffalo. And I will also, you know, like to get financial literacy classes, you know, available to the low income, first time home buyers. So when they get in these houses, they can, they can stay in these houses. Mr. And we also asked the uh, listeners to text in questions, 803-0930, the uh, Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. And one texter would like to know, uh, Mayor Byron Brown stopped the drug testing of Buffalo police officers. Would you be in favor of reinstating that or keeping it uh, where we don't uh, drug test Buffalo police officers? I would be in favor of it being reinstated. We, our officers need to have a, a clear mind 
when they're out here in the streets patrolling, their job is to protect and serve. So, you know, I'm in favor, you know, of drug testing. Yes, I am. You know, they have the power of life and death in their hands. And also, look, you know, over the last few months, we have seen a spike in crime in the city of Buffalo. And I know this goes hand in hand with the policing question. uh, But do you have a plan to address that uh, past police? You know, yes, I do. Approving the quality of environment. You know what? These these criminals, these killers, you know what? They have nothing to look forward to. They have, you know, nothing to see. But I also want to build that relationship with the police, with the Buffalo Police Department. That's the main thing, building a relationship. You know, residents in the city of Buffalo, they want to feel safe. Majority of the residents in the city of Buffalo don't want to see the police abolished or defunded. They want, they want to work together. So the first step would be improving that relationship so our residents, you know, won't be afraid you know, when they see police officers in the neighborhood. And I don't, I don't want our officers to be afraid as well when they're out there in the street. You know, it's tension coming from both sides, but the time is now to unite. And back to uh, finances real quick, you know, the, the city of Buffalo, well, the state of New York really, uh, has, you know, gone over their budget every now and then. What would you do to address current financial issues and make Buffalo more of a profitable city in the future? All right, yes, sir. Being mayor doesn't require me or anyone in the office to be a financial expert, but I will make it my responsibility to work with the experts that's educated, you know, in finance and more. I will create a rainy day fund in case of something like a pandemic or anything else was to happen. You know, the city of Buffalo will be prepared and will be ready. And, uh, Ms. Durham, this was also something that's in the news, so I would like to know. It kind of goes with our infrastructure. I asked Byron Brown this earlier. He said he would be in favor of any plan with the Skyway. That is a big topic of discussion when it comes to infrastructure, when it comes to the city of Buffalo. Uh, Would you be in favor of the Skyway being torn down in favor of a boulevard, or do you want to see the Skyway stay downtown Buffalo? I would love to see the Skyway stay. It's easy access. From Lackawanna, Hamburg, and City of Buffalo, it's a beautiful site. If anything, we could make repairs to the bridge, make sure that it's safe for all drivers. But I would love to see the Skyway stay. Before, uh, before we uh, let you go here, Ms. Durham, I want to know, was there anything you wanted to address that I didn't bring up? The floor is yours. All right. My major vision as mayor in the city of Buffalo is to strengthen the relationship between the government and the people we serve. I want constituents to have confidence in their government. If elected, I will have two two locations in City Hall and the heart of the city on Clinton Street. My administration will be accessible to all. Everyone is entitled to safe and healthy communities. If I have the honor of being elected, my administration will get back to the basics and return to reinforcement of simple living. Ms. LaCandice Durham, thank you so much for joining me on Hardline this morning, and hopefully we'll talk again uh, real soon. All right. Thank you for having me. Happy Father's Day to all the dads and to you if you are a dad. Thank you. Election Day is June 22nd. Get out and vote for the people's mayor, LaCandice Durham.
Thank you so much. That is LaCandice Durham joining us. She is running in the Buffalo mayoral primary. Again, early voting, last day today. So if you don't get your vote in before 6 o'clock today, you have Tuesday, 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. You know, hey, we're getting back to normal. We're reopening. New York State is reopened. You know what that means? Primaries. Eh, they're going to run the way primaries usually run. And uh, Tuesday, you'll have your your voting place open. You probably got your card in the mail. I know I got mine in the mail. The funny thing is I got my voting card in the mail that says the party I'm registered to. Uh, but the current party I'm registered to does not have a primary. So... Thank you for the card telling me where to vote, uh, but there is no, un- unless I'm wrong, and if, if I'm mistaken, uh, make sure I know on the Volkswagen Vorture Park text board. Uh, but as far as I know, there are no um, libertarian primaries going on. So I got the card. I know where I should show up to vote, but there is no primaries uh, to vote in. Now, if you remember a few months ago, we talked to Joel Giambra, and he had this idea, um, and I'm not completely against it. You know, a lot of states do this to where other parties could vote in the primary. You know, he, he talked about the Republican primary getting the best candidate to challenge the Democrats in a state like New York where Democrat uh, registered Democrats far outweigh registered Republicans. And, you know, not not an awful idea. You see this throughout the country, especially for state and local elections. Now, on a federal uh, for federal elections, we've seen where that can kind of get a little questionable. Uh, And I'm not sure I'd want to say that on a federal level, but state and local elections, if you could have just open party voting and hey, these are the primaries, these are uh, the the parties that they belong to, and, and you could you know vote for who you think the better of the candidates are, and you would probably have, especially in these local elections. I mean, look at the mayor of Buffalo. Most likely, the winner of the Democrat primary will be the mayor of Buffalo. Now, I realize that uh, the Working Families line will have. Uh, India Walton in November. So regardless of what happens in the primary, uh, she will be on the November general election line. Um, but pretty much the winner in the primary on Tuesday is the mayor of Buffalo. And it will be uh, it would be very interesting if no matter your party, you could vote in that. No matter your party, you could vote for uh, the sheriff's primaries, uh, the best candidate you think on the Democrat side and the best candidate you think on the Republican side. And again, if you missed any of last week's and the week before's uh, conversation with those running for sheriff, it is available on demand at WBEN.com and on the Odyssey app. Now, as I've been saying, when we come back, we have one more candidate left. We are talking to India Walton. She is running against the previous two candidates you heard, Mayor Byron Brown and LaCandice Durham. And India Walton has the backing of the Buffalo Teachers Union. Uh, We'll ask her about that. Pretty much the questions you heard me ask the mayor and you heard me ask Ms. Durham, I'm going to ask uh, India Walton. I'm trying to keep the same questions for each candidate and uh, see how they are the same, how they differ. And we will we will dig into that, like I said, when we come back here on Hardline. 
It is 11.24, and if you're wondering, Joe, why are you stalling? Well, I look on the other side of the glass, and right now I don't have a producer to hit this break. So uh, this is why I am stalling before we get to the commercial break here on News Radio 930 WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back. It is Hardline here on News Radio 930 WBEN. We are awaiting for our final guest, India Walton, to call in. As soon as she does, uh, she'll be joining us. Uh, but you know what? At the end of last segment, I talked about primary voting and Joel Jamber's idea. And you know what? It, it's a good idea when you first say it, you know, have, have open primaries for state and uh, local elections. But then you think of, you know, Think about the party you're affiliated with, right? And you show up to your primary, and now you have the opportunity to, to vote in both primaries. Well, what are you going to do? Well, you're going to pick the, in the other party, you're going to pick the candidate that you think your candidate can defeat in the general election. You know, it took me 10 minutes to come up with that. I realize now why that's an awful idea. And that's why I said it wouldn't work on a national level. But you know what? As divided as we are when it comes to politics in 2021, um, it probably would also be the same way when we're talking local and state elections. So you know what, Texter, you uh, you opened my eyes to that and I, I apologize. It sounded good because you think Local and state elections, maybe people aren't thinking as much party lines, but in 2021, unfortunately, it seems no matter what, everyone is thinking amongst those party lines. Uh, 803-0930, if you would like to text in a question for our next uh, guest, which will be India Walton. Um, We are just awaiting connecting with Ms. Walton, and Jerry is getting her on the phone now. If you missed any of the show, if you missed our interview with Mayor Byron Brown, if you missed our interview with Congressman Brian Higgins, or with LaCandice Durham, you can find those all online at WBEN.com and on the Odyssey app. You'll also be able to find our current interview on WBEN.com and the Odyssey app. And our final guest today is India Walton, running for Mayor of Buffalo. India, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am doing well. And let me uh, start off by asking, what made you want to jump in and run for mayor of Buffalo? You know, for a long time, I've been involved in community work with various organizations um, and coalitions. And by and large, the barrier that we face, just trying to make positive, progressive change, 
comes out of City Hall. So after the lack of response, you know, regarding the pandemic and the uprisings of last summer, I decided to throw my hat in the ring because I will be a leader who is going to work, um, work with our community leaders to make change. In your opinion, uh, uh, looking at those two things, the pandemic and uh, last uh, the events of last summer, where do you think the current mayor misstepped? Well, he was largely absent. Um, the city had plenty of resources to play an active role in caring for people during the pandemic. And yet we saw mutual aid networks popping up and people donating stimulus checks to be able to feed neighbors and deliver healthy food. Um, so that's that's one thing, you know, the, the mayor left flyers um, asking people to check on their neighbors, which is great. But where were the resources that needed to be deployed on the ground um, in regards to the response to the uprisings of the summer? Buffalo has had a policing problem um, long before the murder of George Floyd. And in 2016, I was actually a part of a group that brought 32 policy recommendations that would have prevented um, such conflicts in our community. And it was largely ignored. So looking at the Buffalo police, you know, I asked Mayor Brown earlier today uh, how he feels about reforms that have been done and reforms that could be done, what what the future would hold. And what do you think about the reforms done under the, the current mayor with Buffalo Police Department? And where do you see room for improvement? I would call them lackluster at best. Um, the attorney general of New York State actually agrees and is encouraging the city of Buffalo to implement an independent civilian oversight board. I think that would be a good next step in improving the relationship and um, repairing the relationship between the Buffalo police and our community. The second thing is there's just a real lack of accountability and leadership from the top down, um, the mayor's office, the commissioner's office. We see officers who are allowed to um, perpetuate misconduct time after time. The city is settling tens of million dollars annually in lawsuits with taxpayer dollars, and there's zero accountability. So, you know, we have a, a long, long way to go, and I'm the person that is going to rise to the occasion and really take that challenge head on. And one of the things you are calling for, and if you could explain to our listeners, is removing police from responding to mental health calls. Can you, can you explain that? Sure. I think the basis of this is that we have cut uh, mental health and social services in the city of Buffalo. So we are expecting police to respond to all of society's ills, right? Uh, police are not mental health professionals. There are people who are really good at that job. So we don't need to pay police to do the job of social workers and mental health professionals. Um, I think that if a situation is unsafe, then it may call for a police officer. But the data shows that um, armed officers, uniformed officers, even when unarmed, that respond to mental health crises have a tendency to escalate the situation and not de-escalate it. And um, in my conversations with many rank-and-file patrol, patrol officers, they are looking forward to the day that they are not expected to be mental health professionals or um, social workers or homeless outreach people, and they can do their actual job, uh, which is solving crime. You know, you talked about the pandemic. We're hopefully on the end of the pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, I spoke with the other two opponents, their plans to uh, get the city of Buffalo, not just back where it was before the pandemic, but better. What are your plans to bring employment back or to bring the city back to where it was before the pandemic? Again, if not better. I look forward to bringing the city back better 
than ever. Buffalo is a place that is rich in so much talent, resources, arts, and culture. I look forward to being a leader that is going to deploy resources at the ground level, take care of our workers, our hometown landlords, and our small businesses to make sure that we create a community where all people can thrive. All right. Now, I, I do want to go to our Volkswagen of Virtual Park text board. I did ask our listeners if they have a question to text it in. And, uh, Ms. Walton, the first one was uh, to your policing statement. Do you support the idea of defunding police? I support the idea of funding communities to a level that crime is reduced in the form of resources like affordable housing, equality education, community centers, and things that make our communities naturally safer. And back to uh, back to the pandemic, back to the economy. Uh, what would be the the main focus of the Buffalo economy under your uh, of you being in an office uh, in the mayor's office? The priority is definitely providing relief for um, small business owners, small time landlords. We know that the eviction moratorium has put a real strain on both tenants and good landlords in the city of Buffalo. Um, so really making sure that we provide relief to, to um, working class people first, um, and then being able to expand opportunities for training and jobs such as green infrastructure to really uh, bring Buffalo into the 21st century and really put an eye toward reducing our carbon footprint and giving people living wage, good union jobs. We, uh, we spoke with LaCandice Durham, and she said one of the major things she sees around the city is the lack of uh, work on the infrastructure. You know, we see what's going on on Main Street downtown. She says that there are other areas of the city that need that kind of attention. Uh, what are your thoughts on the current infrastructure of the city of Buffalo? Um, the, the infrastructure in the city of Buffalo is very aging, um, and not only would is our infrastructure improvements sorely needed, but it can also be an economic driver for the city, especially with the amount of funding that's going to come from the federal government. So I think that we have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity um, to replace a lot of pipes, um, to repave our streets in a, a sustainable way uh, where we're not having to repave and, and fill potholes, you know, two or three times a year. So I, I, I have to say that I agree with Ms. Durham in that we do need to make significant infrastructure improvements in areas of the city outside of downtown Buffalo. It's an unspoken truth that there are parts of the city that have been neglected for far too long. And I think that what's most exciting about my candidacy is that I'm talking to people on the ground and in these neighborhoods that have been forgotten, and they are excited about someone who is going to um, not only make campaign promises, but return and deliver on these, um, these improvements. The Buffalo Teachers Federation uh, did put their support behind you. Uh, where do you think uh, we need to go to address education in the schools here in Buffalo? Um, the first thing that we need to do is make sure that our schools are equitably funded. Um, and when I say that, I mean that we have some populations in Buffalo public schools that are higher needs than others. Uh, we have school buildings that have students that speak 200 languages. There's no way that they can have the exact same budget as a, a school like a City Honors or an Olmstead. So we have to put more resources into our higher needs um, buildings. Uh, as mayor, I am going to be much more involved in the inner workings of our school system and really just use my influence to bring more partners to the table so that we can begin to get to the root causes of a lot of our, um, our educational issues, which as a school nurse, I often found um, is the result of concentrated poverty and disadvantage. When we give our children a safe, healthy place to live, 
um, good food to eat, clean water and fresh air, they do much better academically than, um, you know, when we stick them in a room with 31 other children and expect them to be able to learn. You know, I, I was reading through the uh, your website, and one of the things under your issues were immigration. Uh, where do you think the city of Buffalo can play a part in immigration that they aren't currently playing? Yeah, so we went, you know, as far as just one step um, behind declaring Buffalo a sanctuary city. I would declare Buffalo a sanctuary city. Um, I would make sure that, um, you know, we have language access services um, in all parts of city government. I would instruct Buffalo police to not collaborate with ICE or Border Patrol. Our immigrant and refugee population is really what is keeping our population growing. Um, And we need to do more to not only attract um, uh, our immigrants, but also support them in their resettlement. We know that they uh, more often than not open up small businesses, are contributors to our economy. And this should be not only a welcoming place for immigrants, but also a safe place. With that said, if if you declared Buffalo a sanctuary city, uh, would there be would Buffalo assist in helping these uh, immigrants get um, U.S. citizenship? That would be the ideal situation. And like I said, you know, even though these things are not necessarily under the purview of the mayor's office, being the leader of the second largest city in New York State does give you enough influence to be able to to figure out how we can streamline these processes and um, get our our new Buffalonians, our new residents, a clear pathway to citizenship. And another thing you put on your website was food access. Uh, Can you explain the issue and your answer to it? Absolutely. Um, Many neighborhoods are considered food deserts in the city of Buffalo. But, you know, I I don't use the word desert because that's a naturally occurring uh, phenomenon. Uh, What I use is food apartheid, because these are policy decisions that have denied certain demographics of people access to fresh, healthy food. And instead, uh, we get corner stores with uh, processed food uh, and chips and and beer. Uh, So what I want to do is make um, a food store license require that a certain percentage of uh, the product be fresh food to make food more readily available. And again, use my influence to attract grocery stores into neighborhoods so that no one is, um, you know, more than three miles away from a grocery store. Back to the infrastructure real quick, because I asked Mayor Brown this and I asked Ms. Durham this, and I think this question came up just because uh, Congressman Higgins was on the show earlier. Uh, But, you know, the Skyway has been in the news. And when you talk about all the money uh, that cities are going to get around the country for infrastructure, it seems like the Skyway is the number one thing uh, people talk about. If you were mayor, uh, would you be in support of removal of the Skyway or in support of keeping the Skyway? I am not in support of removal of the Skyway. Um, I think that is something we may need to talk about further eventually. But the amount of investment that is coming to, if we're going to remove any any highway in Buffalo, it needs to be the 33. The 33 essentially severed um, the, an east side community. It has caused terrible health disparities in certain areas of the zip codes. And there has been a fight for the last three decades um, to be able to rectify the harm that was done. And uh, my priority would definitely be uh, you know, doing, standing up uh, with the Restore Our Community Coalition and, and having those investments put to rectify the travesty that is the 33 Expressway. All right, Ms. Walton, you, uh, you are uh, endorsed by the Buffalo Democratic Socialists of America. You know, a lot of people, they hear socialist uh, and they don't know what to think. Can you explain that to uh, the listeners? 
Absolutely. I'd love to. Um, I am I'm happy to have the support of both Buffalo DSA and National DSA. And when we talk about socialism, it sounds scary to average people, but we are perfectly fine with socialism for the wealthy. Um, we have a, a, a almost empty factory where we have given a billion dollars um, in tax incentives to a person who's already a multi-billionaire, one of the wealthiest people in the world. And, you know, the principles of democratic socialism dictate that we don't make the rich richer. Uh, we take those investments and we put them into the pockets um, of working class people and into investments in working class neighborhoods. The rich people will be fine. Um, we don't have to allow socialism to be a scary word. In fact, during the pandemic, a lot of socialist practices we all enjoy, free health care and immunizations, right? Um, relief for people who were behind on water bills, uh, you know, money, right? Um, we know that when uh, people have disposable income, they put it right back into the economy. So these are just things that make sense economically for a city that is as poor as Buffalo. And I look forward to continuing the conversation about how democratic socialism really is um, a political view that prioritizes workers, that prioritizes union labor forces, um, and, and really just prioritizes people over profit. And we have two questions for this uh, from our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, so I'd like to pass them on to you. There's confusion. Are you going to be on the Working Families Party line in November? I am not on the Working Families Party line in November. I am the Working Families Party endorsed candidate. Working Families Party um, is in Buffalo with us right now, throwing down um, this last couple of days before the primary. However, because of an oversight on my part, I take responsibility. I needed to file an affidavit of acceptance, um, and I filed it a day too late. So I, I will not be on the ballot in November. And if you believe as strongly as I believe that we need new membership, you got to go out and vote today until 6 p.m. or on Tuesday on primary day for India Walton. All right, before we let you go, I, I gave your opponents this opportunity. Anything that I did not uh, bring up that you wanted to mention, the floor is yours. I think that we covered it all. I would just encourage folks who still have questions to visit my website at www.indiawalton.com. And um, the most important thing is to get out and vote. Uh, voter turnout in primary elections is extremely low in Buffalo. And if people are dissatisfied with the way the city has been run, or if you're satisfied with it, at least go out and exercise your right to vote. India Walton running for mayor of Buffalo. I uh, appreciate the time and hopefully we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you. That is India Walton. That is the three candidates for mayor of Buffalo, Mayor Byron Brown, LaCandice Durham, and India Walton. They are running in the Democrat primary and uh, pretty much who wins the Democrat primary will be mayor of Buffalo. So if you want to exercise your vote, and in New York State, you're a registered Democrat, uh, vote today before 6 or on primary day, Tuesday, June 22nd. Wow. We are already that late into June. Man, I mean, everything. Remember the beginning of the pandemic? When it seemed like everything was just going so slow because every day was the same thing? I mean, now we're back to doing things, you know? I mean, I've been back to doing things for a while, uh, but it seems like more in the state are now back to doing things, and time is just flying by. I feel like just yesterday I got my second shot, um, uh, my second COVID vaccine, but no, that was two months ago. 
That's how quickly things are just flying by. Well, you know what else flew by this show? I thank you all for listening. I thank you for the interaction on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. Uh, thank you for the questions. I thank my guests, Mayor Byron Brown, LaCandice Durham, India Walton, and Congressman Brian Higgins. Again, if you missed any of that, it is on demand at WBEN.com and the Odyssey app. Hey, Tomorrow, we'll be, we'll be right back here tomorrow morning, starting with a new morning, Susan Rose and Brian Mazarowski. And then at 9 o'clock, a little show we do called B-Maz and Beamer with Brian Mazarowski and me, Joe Beamer. Uh, David Bellavia back 10 to 2, Tom Byerly 2 to 6, and Tom Puckett 6 to 7 with Buffalo's Evening News. And a new show premiering tomorrow at 7, The Dana Show. Be sure to tune in to that tomorrow night at 7. We'll see you back here at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. And don't forget, next Sunday, I'll be back in this chair, 10 a.m. for Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.